1: Found 104 Sunday night
0: Live with Louise Ty Dus hit music station f104 Louise Ty here with you until one o'clock I'm now joined on the phone by Daniel Bloom hello how are you
1: what's up how are you doing
0: good good we just played your debut what well, I think it was your radio debut there nights like this thank you so much what was it like to finally get that released
1: uh, oh, I was mad you know I I had obviously who's got your love with yeah. you last year. And then I just spent a bunch of time really trying to figure out myself and my sound and really what I wanted to present myself as as an artist. And, Mm. you know, that meant a lot of time in the studio, a lot of time working and experimenting with my sound and building up, like, a catalogue of music. And then I, uh, halfway through last year, signed uh, myself and all this music to Virgin EMI and Nights Like This was the first single to release with them. And it was just such an amazing, like, culmination of so much hard work and stuff to finally get that out
0: I can imagine because when you're working on something so like as you said you did yeah yeah, you were doing different things with different people but to finally have your own song to be able to put out to people it's probably a little scary too it probably has a little bit of element of that
1: (laughs) No, it's quite different from what I'd done uh, before but it was really sort of laying the groundwork for where I'm going next and you know it got such a great um, response from people and did really well in Ireland which was just you know, such an amazing feeling and to get such home support was really great.
0: Yeah, it must be nice. It must be a nice feeling. But you you come from a classically trained background, don't you? Yeah, yeah. So how I, did you, uh, I suppose, transition between the two?
1: It's like it's a super funny story. I was in a boarding school and I had already kind of taken a switch from uh, playing classical music to, to writing my own uh, music. It wasn't mm. pop, it was like kind of modern music. And my roommate at the time, so this school was in London, and my roommate at the time also happened to be Irish. And he came back from uh, one of, you know, the half-term holidays and was like, man, my sister showed me this uh, new artist. He has a song that's just gone number one in Ireland and loads of other countries. It was Martin Garrix, Animals. And pop music and dance music had always, even though I was, like, really deep into music myself, yeah. it had always seemed so... You know, untouchable, unreachable, you know, that was just something for professional adults in L.A. who had trained all their life to do it.
0: Yeah, it's one of those things that you always kind of looked at from... Yeah, you know, you're don't like, you? like, yeah. how
1: fast that people can do that. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly, yeah.
1: So, um, but he was like, yeah, this guy is like two years older than us. He made this song on his laptop in his bedroom, you know, in his parents' house in Amsterdam. And that just blew my mind. So, you know, I got a laptop straight away. <laughs> Down all some software to start making music, and just just fell in love. Vowed to never stop until I got as big as him.
0: <laughs> wow, that's cool.
1: Yeah, that's was really cool. So, like it's a a really big jump. Yeah. And everyone was like, "Are you sure you want to do this?" But no, straight away it was like, you know, I knew I always knew I wanted to do music, but one, the moment I started doing this, I knew that this was my right. my calling. Yeah.
0: And do you find that you bring the classical into your own music sometimes? Oh,
1: yeah, 100%. Mm. I find ways to, to use orchestral string elements, you know, just scatter. You wouldn't necessarily even hear it, but where some people might use a synthesizer or an electronic sound, I try to replace that for an organic uh, classical sounding thing.
0: But it must be great that you can do that, because I suppose a lot of people going into dance music or that wouldn't have had that background.
1: Yeah, it was kind of almost different for me. So I'm the furthest thing ever from a tech nerd. <laughs> <laughs> the furthest thing ever. So for most people starting to produce music, they're coming in with all this, like, computer mm. knowledge already, and they have to teach themselves, you know, what a chord is, what a scale is, you know, how to make music. And they're just, like, drawing in the notes into their computer. And I was the complete opposite. You know, I had the musical background, but I was literally, like the moment I got a laptop was the first time I ever had a laptop. It was the first time I ever started trying to make music. So I was simultaneously trying to learn how to you know, use just the software and everything. But that was what took ages at the start, mm. not the musical part.
0: <laughs> and did you enjoy that process, learning how to do it yourself?
1: What I loved was, so I was obviously writing a lot of music before this, for you know, classical musicians, so it might be a piece for a string quartet and a piano, or whatever. And the first time I would ever actually get to hear how it sounded in its entirety was when uh, the, the piece was fully finished and the musicians themselves were performing it. So until then, you're just kind of trying to imagine how it would sound at a piano. It's a lot of guesswork, and what I fell in love with straight away was when I was producing, I could you know, implement some elements into my laptop and instantly hear how the final product sounded. And that wow. was such an attractive feature of it for me.
0: That must be fun because then you can build it. And, yeah. Exactly. You know, wow.
1: you know exactly what the consumer is going to hear from the moment you make it. I think that's super sick. You know, all the control is in your hands. If you write, you know, people like Bach and Mozart, they mm. don't have the final say of how it sounds the, the things mm. that they wrote is uh, heard by people. You know, it depends on the musicians who's playing it. It's different every time. I know that once I finish a song and it gets released, every single person who hears it will hear it the same way, exactly how they wanted it to be. I think that's pretty amazing. That's I, really that's good to that perfect. you have that control. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it would drive me mad if it was different every time.
0: Yeah, it would. Yeah, can you imagine? Yeah, that wouldn't be great. <laughs> but you've written for, or you've yeah, you've teamed up and written with quite a few people, haven't you?
1: Yeah, I love collaboration. I think it's one of the best, you know, sides of the music industry and I love obviously my style is, you know, dance and it is a specific lane, but coming from a classical background I think I can bring lots of different elements and you know, adapt myself to loads of different genres. So I think true collaborating is a great way to work with other people. You know, I just produced Ella Henderson's new song with him on Friday, which is really pop much more pop than myself i'm currently working with cheat codes on their whole new hip-hop album which is again a whole different genre wow. style for me but it's super fun like implying you know my side and bringing what i can do to the table with them i think you end up with a, a more interesting final product than if you work with the generic people who usually do that type of thing you know, if you know what I mean.
0: It's so true. And I think actually music is moving into that where everyone is kind of taking a bit of each genre. There's nothing yeah, kind pretty, of... There's no... There's no lines there anymore, which no are, is amazing.
1: Have to be put into a box. And yeah. Do. Everyone is genre bending left, right and centre. <laughs> like it's amazing.
0: And I, I suppose it means everybody's learning from different people and you're com- you're being more creative and it, it's... Exactly. I think you you a broader. You yeah, yeah,
1: you end up with really unique sounds the whole time across the radio you know things i never thought in my lifetime you'd maybe hear on like main radio yeah. i'm there now because of this
0: it's brilliant yeah and i noticed actually on your instagram you were getting people to give a, a word for a song and you were making an, an entire song for it weren't you
1: yeah you know when um when lockdown started i was trying to think of because obviously you know forming was instantly out the window and i was trying mm-hmm. to think of what interesting ways you know in my style could i interact with you know new followers on instagram and hopefully get some more and i thought it would be a super fun way to just make a bunch of music you know when you make a song usually you make the song and then it's like six months to a year before anyone actually gets to hear it so what i was doing was putting up stories being like uh you know those comment boxes you can do on an instagram story and i was like just drop in any song title suggestions and I'll pick one and turn it into a song. And like the same day or the day or after, I would upload the song back to Instagram. You were getting that like instant reaction from people on the song. And that was, you know, something you're so not used to working in the music industry. Mm. And that was really fun.
0: And what kind of words were you getting in for these things? Because I'd say it was interesting.
1: (laughs) There was some very interesting ones. You know, also there was a lot of generic ones and I thought I was going to use it as a, a fun opportunity to pick somewhat random words. that you know, if I'm in a studio, I would never usually think Think of using that word to write a song. And I was like, it would be sick if I could try and take this word and spin it into a conventional-ish song. So the ones I ended up going with were uh, Kardashian, Rollercoaster, Supermodel, and Quarantine.
0: (laughs) Okay. And how did those songs turn out for you?
1: They turned out really fun. They were all like... 20 to 30 seconds
0: okay little chips really. yeah.
1: F- yeah that went on to uh my instagram and i'm not really meant to say this yet but i have taken all these baby ideas and you know changed them elaborated them built them all into four full songs and in a few weeks i will be dropping them all as my first EP wow. i'm super excited yeah. about yeah
0: that's really exciting
1: i'm really excited it's been really fun because it's been a good excuse to for me to kind of show some different sides Mm. of what i can do you know all four songs are very different you know some are dancier, some are more hip-hop some are very pop i think like i'm really excited to just drop a body of work the first time i've ever been able to do that and i just can't wait to hear what people think
0: and do you enjoy doing that kind of almost pushing yourself in in different things?
1: Yeah, it's the, I think mm. the best things are created when you're out of your comfort zone and you're, you know, you don't feel uh, stable, and that's when your greatest ideas come. I think when you know when you're playing it safe, you end up with a safe result a lot of the time. I but like
0: that.
1: Yeah. That's for very different, very interesting songs I'm very proud of.
0: I can't wait to hear them now. That's exciting.
1: I first yeah <laughs>
0: Wow, okay. And you've just released your new single, Heartbreaker.
1: I have, yeah. Just in time for summer. Got yeah. those piano summer feels to it.
0: It's really cool. So tell us a little bit about this one.
1: Uh, you know, I was. it was just after signing, I think. And I was just trying to think of... I What was it? MK, I think, had just released a song called one night
0: mm-hmm. i don't
1: mm-hmm. know if you know that one i do I, like i heard it come on on my new music friday and i was just like instantly reminded of how so much i love piano house songs and that every summer i need a great piano house song and i was just like Sherlock, sure i'm gonna try and do it and it was funny because i actually i wrote the song well the like the chorus of the song over a completely different uh chord structure a completely different piano riff than it is now and i kind of did that I put it in my voice notes and left it for a bit and then went back to it and was like hmm, love this but I absolutely hate the chords <laughs> <laughs> so I completely scrapped it um changed all the chords and then within a few hours I had the, the song as it is now
0: wow is that kind of how you build things you kind of leave them sit for a bit and then go back yeah, to them
1: literally must have a billion voice notes the moment you know it could be in the shower it could be yeah. on a re- it was funny the pre-chorus of Heartbreaker. I was stuck on. I didn't know what to do. It's a bit of an unconventional <clears throat> song in terms of structure, so I needed like a, a catchy refraining section. This is the dumb, dumb section I'm talking about.
0: Okay. But we didn't have
1: that, and I needed something to link from the verse to the chorus. And I was just getting frustrated. I couldn't think of any idea. So I went on a run. I live in uh, Central London and right beside Regent's Park. So I nice. I just went run around Regent's Park. And as I was on the run, it like the idea came to me, and I just took out my phone and voice noted it, and then sprinted home. <laughs> <and tried laughs> to it get
0: it off. down quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That must be nice, actually, when you finally—it's like a light bulb moment. It just goes off. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's. I it's weird. I like. I love writing songs, but I get super stressed out every time I'm writing a song mm. until I've finished it. Because I'm like, you know, I'm getting annoyed at myself the whole time if I don't think it's perfect or. I'm, like, constantly questioning if I, if this is the best I can do, you know, every time. But so it's it's,
0: pro- it's probably that right up to release date. It's kind of, oh, oh, it could like, I have changed sure that?
1: that. Yeah. yeah, you're literally, you're you finally at peace the moment the song comes out. Until yeah, because then you can't change it anymore. Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> could I have put that louder or tweaked that or done that differently? Yeah. That's the thing. But nobody <laughs> else
0: is thinking like that. It's just yourself because no. you know it and you've and built you're
1: it. You're stressing about elements in the song that literally nobody is going to hear. Yeah. but
0: how can people keep up to date what you're up to
1: uh so my socials are daniel bloom and i'm doing you know i'm doing a bunch of these song title things on instagram i've just started doing loads of content on tiktok where i'm taking uh famous songs and making them sound like they were made by different artists things like that i did one that did really well that was i took uh slide and made it sound like it was done by the Chainsmokers, or I uh, turned Lewis party so many Love into a Christmas song. All oh, I love of that yeah, fun. So uh, I am Daniel Bloom on TikTok and just Daniel Bloom everywhere.: else. FM 104: Sunday Night Live with Louise Tai. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.